Welcome to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. Thanks for listening to the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian. I am your host, Christian Newsom, and we are so grateful that you are joining us today. If you're listening on one of our audio platforms, thank you. We're going to have a great discussion today. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome. We're glad that you're here. Uh, I am really glad today to welcome two friends, uh, longtime friends, um, Tim Smith and Christy Meldron. Uh, and we are going to talk today about blended families and thriving um, in a blended family. Uh, we have dropped five podcasts that are part of a larger sermon series at our church that we did in the spring of 2023 um, called Broken People, Sexuality, Marriage, and the Gospel of Grace. Uh, if you have not watched any of those messages, I would encourage you to go to our website or our YouTube channel. The website's takethejourney.cc. Uh, you can go there to our watch and listen page, go to all series, and then you can type in the word broken and it'll take you to that series. Uh, really, we are learning what Jesus has to say about marriages, broken marriages, second, third, fourth fifth marriages, and we're backing our way down into the hearts of people who are broken, sexuality that's broken, that leads not just to broken marriages, but grace in broken marriages that allows for all kinds of life on the other side of being broken and living through brokenness. Today is our final podcast uh, in a group of five that accompanies this series, um, and we're talking about how to have a thriving, blended family. Um, and Tim and Christy, it's so good to have both of you here. We wrapped up the series with talking about the gospel of grace and Jesus' graciousness and not only saying, here are some, here are some reasons you're going to get divorced because people are broken and hearts get hard. We see the grace of Jesus in divorce and the grace of Jesus and, and here's when you get remarried. But we know that marriages, second, third, fourth marriages, um, boy, they bring a lot with them and can be hard. Uh, Tim and Christy um, and Tim's wife, Olivia, not only have a ministry to blended families called Blended Not Broken, they have a website, blendednotbroken.org, that I would encourage you to check out. More than 30 hours of video resource that you can watch there, all kinds of content and curriculum and guides that you can walk your family through. Um, I have known Tim for a long time. Um, your stepsons were in my youth ministry right. when they were in high school. Christy worked for me back when you were Christy Smith. Um, you were my girls' ministry director a long time ago. Um, and now, Tim, you are sharing really the story of your life. We're really grateful that you, that you go to our church, um, but this is your national ministry that has become a ministry within Journey uh, because you are just here sharing your story. Tell me, um, when was the moment for you when you realized... Um, not only that discipleship within blended families was real and needed for you, but when like the light bulb came on and you thought, wow, sharing our story is going to help others. Well, it was easy. It was like, and it was like in the first 10 minutes of being a stepdad that I realized this is going to be hard, you know, and I always tell the story of Olivia and I, um, We've been married now. We're coming up on our 26th anniversary, and I told our I told our group here that we were sharing with at the church this week that this content has been 25 years in the making wow. because it's our story. And um, and I think the fun part of the story for me really started when Olivia and I came home from our honeymoon, 
and they, you know, we, I had three kids that I brought to the table and I had full custody of these kids, you know, so it wasn't like a right every other weekend thing. They are, they're there all the time. And, uh, and Olivia has three kids. So they're all gathered together. It's like the Brady Bunch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We don't quite solve things in 28 minutes though, (laughs) you know? Right. But, um, we're coming home. We're in the shuttle from the airport and I'll never forget this. And Olivia reached out and laid her hand on my forearm and she just looked at me and she says, you know, it'll never be as good as it is right now. (laughs) And you know what? She was right. You know, it's never been that good. But, um, you know, so I think in that very first moment, you know, we kind of uh, experienced, you know, the euphoria of of, of restoration in our marriage. You know, we were... We were, we'd gone through a lot of pain and brokenness and God brought us together, but also the reality now we have all these personalities and all these young lives to, to blend together. And I think that the, the day that it really began to resonate with us was when we realized there just were not resources for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to a great church across town in those days, and our pastor said, hey, uh, Tim and Olivia, there's a couple other couples in our church just like you guys. They're, they're, uh, they've been divorced, and they're blending their families. You guys ought to do a group. That group lasted about four weeks. We about killed each other. Became <laughs> all it was was a time to just kind of right. sit and rail on your ex spouses, right. you know, because we had no resources. We had right. we had nothing to guide us, and and that's when Olivia and I really began in our in our spirit to sense that we've got to do something. We need to work on this, and it's taken all these years. And and then as Christy as Christy became part of the story as she got older and then she married a guy, you know, and I'll let her tell her story, but, um, we had the opportunity and we were running around doing this daddy daughter talk, you know, about, and it was just a little shtick we did on blended families and how she was raised in a blended family. And then she became a blended family. And that's really where our, our curriculum blended, not broken was born. And we just named it one day, just kind of sitting there because we don't like the idea of brokenness. Right. We push against you're not a broken family, you're a blended family. Right. And and we're just excited about how God is using that, I think, to touch the lives of blended families. But he's really using it in our church here as well, because I, I think we're creating a platform now for people to come and just say, Okay, how did you do this? Because right. we're a little further down the road than a lot of the couples that we right. are mentoring here at the church. Right. What's funny throughout this entire series, I've had people say, "Thank you for creating a space in church to talk about our stuff, whether it whether it be the sexuality or parenting through sexuality or divorce or remarriage." It's kind of like I feel like I've always had to kind of stay quiet about this in the church space, but I feel like they're the only place that has like real spiritual answers. And as we were talking a little bit before the podcast, um, moving through teaching and blended families, blended family doesn't have to be a crisis ministry, right? It can be a discipleship ministry. I was having a breakfast with a, one of our, one of the guys in our church this morning who said uh, his new marriage 
um, to his wife. His first wife died young. Um, he said he was on a hunting trip with a friend who was also in a blended um, marriage who from here, Kansas City to Wyoming, basically talked him through how to be a stepdad mm-hmm. and how to connect to his wife's ex-husband so that they could get along for the sake of peace. And he said it just changed everything. Like just sharing wisdom changed everything. Christy, you had to have had not a terrible experience, maybe even a good experience in a blended family because you you stepped into one. Um, you married your husband, Mark, four kids. You now have three grandkids, uh, which is hard to believe. You've asked me not to call you grandma, so I won't hear I publicly in front of the whole world. Um, but it is a title that, that that applies. If you have three grandkids, you're something like a Thank you for like clearing that yeah, You're welcome. I just, I just want to make sure everybody understood that. Um, but one of the questions we got at our marriage conference, um, I, I think, comes like right into the tension of marriage. Someone said, how do you Put your spouse, your new spouse, in front of kids from your first marriage without making your kids think, I don't love you anymore. Or what if you put your kids first? Do you say to your spouse, like, you're an outsider in this marriage? How did you witness that mm-hmm. and now experience that? So I want to tell you how I experienced it first yeah. and then back up to when I was a stepdaughter in what I picked up there. So how I experienced it is not very well, actually. The very thing that, you know, you're dating somebody, they have kids, they have this cool bond, like Mark is a dad, he was meant to be a dad, and now he's a pop pop, and he was meant to be a pop pop, like he is just amazing with kids, so the very thing that almost like draws you in, um, and noticing what kind of relationship, it says so much about who he is, his character, um, didn't know when we got married, that would be the thing that was like a thing. Hmm. And I remember some of the first days coming home from work and Mark had a very early in the morning job. So he was home when the kids got home from school, which he always just loved that part. And um, I would come home and they were bonding. I mean, when we got married, his kids were 10 to 16, four kids between 10 and 16. So, you know, the young one, they're like on the couch, they might be doing homework. They might just be watching a show or whatever. Well, I started to experience something and, you know, before we started recording here, we were talking about this thing that I experienced and um, I said it to no one. Um, It brought me shame, actually. And one day I got brave enough to say it to my stepmom, Olivia, and I said, I'm feeling jealous Mm. of Mark's relationship with his kids. Mm. The very thing I think is probably his number one, like, awesome thing about who he is, is making me feel shame and Um, just that jealousy word and Olivia, and this is why it's important to talk about. And it's important to know other people who are walking where you're walking, especially people who um, have been at it a few more years, maybe than you have, because she was like, Christy, I experienced that with the relationship that you and your dad had. And so I say all of that to say, um, it's a real thing and you have to navigate. So One of the things that I've even written some things about is the fact that there is a love that came first. Mark and his kids have a lot longer love, loving relationship than he and I do. And, um, and that is special. But what I really found important was when I eventually figured out a way to say it to him and it took a while and I was not the most mature in handling it in the beginning. Some people, I never knew my stepmom, Olivia, 
was ever jealous. That, that's not something right. she ever let me see. Right. Did I let my stepkids see it? Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't know what it was, but I didn't know I was frustrated, you know, and right. I'd come home and I would look frustrated and Mark would be, what's going on? And I, I didn't know how to say it in the beginning. So I think one, it's important to say, and even in the group that's happening here at JCI, we got to talk about this the other night and a lot of people experienced this. So um, being able to talk about it, resonating that like, you do have this cool relationship. I'm not asking you to have your kids take a back seat. That's not what I want. Right. I have a really great relationship with right. my own dad. And right. if Olivia would have come in and changed that, that would have, and that's the thing I was scared of. Kids are taking on feelings and experiences at such mm. a young age. Like they feel what's happening in the home. Right. And so um, for one, so for one, we just, had to talk about it. And then what do you do with that? And so we were able just to create rhythms, um, one for us to really establish what it looks like for us to have a date, like have a date a night, you know, right. that's okay. It's not going to hurt the kids. Right. Our premarital counselor actually said your kids, because they've experienced seeing divorce in the mm. home, they need to see you guys date right. each other and what right. it looks like to have a healthy relationship. So that's right. good for them. And then Sometimes the very thing that you are intimidated by, or in my case, jealous of or scared of, press into that. So like for me, Mark has his really cool, special relationship with his kids, but then I began to develop my own relationship with his kids. And part of being successful at that, Mark helps me be successful at that in those beginning days. Right. And so don't be, instead of being afraid of it, it, it turns into like, I have this really cool thing with Leanne with Dylan, with Lexi, with Libby. Right. And that's really special. And Mark, in my case, Mark, but the, the biological spouse has the ability to make you a hero mm. in their own kids' lives. Mm. And so we figured out how to do that. So it started with me being ridiculous, but then it ended up just <laughs> learning how to communicate yeah. what was really happening. Do I hate your relationship with your kids? No, but right. I, I'm feeling like I want to develop my own new marriage too. And I want to have time. And so what does time look like? And in a lot of cases, people might not have the kids every other weekend. So those every other weekends, we really got to figure that out, but you, it can't just be that it has to be you also investing in the relationship with the kids and pursuing individual relationships with them, because that's, what's going to make your, your blended family really feel special and healthy and I learned it the hard way. And what I just love to encourage people with is to say something, you know, because it was my not saying like, you know, when you just harbor things, you're right. pushing it down. Right. But I was super embarrassed to say that to Mark and even to my stepmom. And like for her to tell me, this is what I dealt with. And this is how right. I navigated that. And it took a while. And your dad didn't understand either, you know, right. because that's just not what he was feeling with me and my kids and, and that kind of thing. And so communication is huge and just establishing rhythms and then just those relationships. So three quick questions as follow-up, if I can, they kind of all go together. Okay. <laughs> um, if you're willing, mm -hmm. what did you say when you finally said, mm -hmm. I'm jealous? Mm -hmm. What do you wish you would have said if you could have phrased it differently? And what did Mark ultimately say that put your heart at ease for mm -hmm. the young mom, for the young dad, for the young couple who needs to have this conversation? They right. felt it. They've never said it. How did you say it first? What do you wish if you could have done over? What do you wish maybe you could have said? And what, what did Mark say to, to comfort your heart? Yeah. 
So I think that Mark found me crying in the bathroom <laughs> because with a smaller house and four kids, six people in the house, the master bathroom was the only place yeah. I had to like got my tears. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think it took him actually saying like, what's wrong? And me finally being able to say, I think I said just what it was. I'm like, I feel like I'm jealous and I hate that word and I hate that I'm saying I'm not even like naturally a jealous person, but I don't know what to do when I'm trying to build right. this relationship with you and you have something great and right. I love it and right. your kids, they need it desperately. Um, and I want them to know, like my stepmom told me before she married my dad, I, the thing I was the most afraid of, it was like, honestly, having a wicked stepmother. Like yeah. I only knew what I saw on TV, right? right? right, right. And m this is very important to recognize for somebody in my shoes in this situation is that not only has this dad and four kids been together for the last four years, they've been all they feel like they have. Right. And so they don't have just a traditional special relationship with their dad. They have something that not very many people have traveled through. Survived the battle they, together. They've yeah. survived yeah. together. And that is like next level. So recognizing that. And then I think that Mark, I think most people in that position will be like, what do you want me to do? Right. You know, because they can't think that quickly. Like, right. what should I do? Cause my kids have to matter and right. all of that. Um, but I think that he said, let's, figure out what we can do. Yeah. And that did take us talking to people in my case, my parents, my dad and my stepmom who have traveled this road before us, because when you're in it and you don't have somebody who's been in it a little longer than you, right? that's why what you are doing at JCI with a blended family group matters because I think the people in that group now have people they can lock arms with that who who see you know what they're seeing, but they also have people like my dad and Olivia who have walked it for 25 years now, and us six kids have given them every experience in the book. <laughs> right. Mostly my brothers, not me. Yeah. But um, <laughs> um, I think that's just so vital, and you're gonna make mistakes navigating figuring it out and i think mark and i we right. were not on the same page in the beginning right. but it was just the constant communication and him saying let's figure out what we can have as a rhythm and it was some trial and error too but that has to mean a lot that he he acknowledges it and says let's work it together right. instead of like get over it this you stepped, into our, you stepped yeah. into our family so like yeah get like get with the program yes it's like let's let's figure it out um so we're today on the activate podcast talking with tim smith and christy meldron um, we will not have time today to probably answer a lot of questions. We will have time today, I think, to stimulate desire for more. So blendednotbroken.org, blendednotbroken.org is their ministry, their website, where you can go for more conversation and resources. Tim, I'll be honest, from an outsider's perspective, um, your family appeared to do this so well as a youth pastor that it was the longest time before I knew... Chris and Brent were not your sons biologically and that Christy was not Olivia's biological daughter because not only did y'all look so much alike <laughs> to me, um, but you got along so well. Um, we do want to talk best practices eventually, mm -hmm. but before we get there, you come home from the honeymoon and the immediate tension is what? Stepping into a blended family, what are those first two or three things that every, because you are blended, mm -hmm. not because you're broken, but because you're blended, these, these tensions are there. Yeah. 
I think I think one thing the kids really celebrated that we were happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, Olivia had been a single mom uh, probably twice as long as I'd been a single dad, and so I think for all the kids there was that kind of exhale of finally, okay, they found somebody, and uh, and you know you see happiness again because although we push against the idea of broken family. We, we right up front address the fact that there is a point that it's all broken and it's very broken. And, and I think the big thing for us is, is us getting married didn't just, it, it doesn't just miraculously heal all of that dysfunction or the hurt or the, um, the pain that has been stuffed away and not dealt with in the kids. And, you know, that begins to unpack, but now with these new personalities that, right. that you're blending and, you know, I'm, I've been a pretty hands-on dad, you know, I, um, I've been there, I, I was the parent that stayed, you know, and so I had practices, I had the way that we did things <laughs> and, um, and you know, you know, Olivia's yeah. son, Chris, my stepson really well. And, yeah. you know, we came over to church that first Sunday and Chris had his own rhythms, you know, <laughs> and, yep. and I kind of looked up and I go, well, where's Chris? You know, we were getting ready to sit down to eat and he, you know, he had done the hot pocket and he was gone. Yep. He's social and he's out yep. in the neighborhood. Yep. And, you know, I think I overreacted to that and I was determined to kind of set him straight, you know, and, uh, Rather, and what I learned through that, I had to kind of back off and and find find his pace, you know, right. and find where he was. And today, yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think we look. Uh, I think we are the way we look today. We are right. a pretty connected family. But I think back then, man, I I heard that a lot. Like you guys just seem like you you have it together, but you know, Olivia and I often had to retreat and find our solace together because it was so hard. And, and I would get upset with Chris, you know, this is a goofy story. Okay. But, um, so my kids know when I communicate, I, they, for years, they said, they called me the pauser because in the middle of the middle of a comment, I'll pause. And the kids know that. But Chris did not know that about me. And so, you know, when I'm having a conversation with Christy or her brothers, they would let me pause. You know, I kind of collect my thoughts right. and I move on. Chris didn't know that, so he'd always jump in. And I remember one day I got, like, crazy mad at him. We, were, we had gone to watch Kansas on the road, and they had lost in, the, like, the second round, so I wasn't right. happy about that. We're driving home, and I'm talking, and, and I, I, I just yelled at him. And I looked across at Olivia and I knew that wasn't a good look. You know, that stink eye look that comes, you know, (laughs) sometimes. And then I remember I got home, my son, Ryan, you know, he just, he's just kind of a matter of fact kid and stuff. He just came and says, he goes, dad, you know, you shouldn't have yelled at Chris. And, and I was like, I was getting ready to defend myself. Well, he's always interrupting me. He goes, yeah, but you're a pauser. And he doesn't know you're a pauser, you know? (laughs) And, you know, I remember just thinking, I didn't take that real well even from my son Ryan, but, you know, through a lot of ongoing experiences and things, you suddenly realize as parents, 
you have to adapt to where they are right and and really try to bring them together and i'm i'm happy to say that we have a lot of really fun cool stories where redemption and renewal has taken place with the kids but gosh we have so many stories yeah. where it was me losing my temper or it was Olivia, you know, sharing as, as she has shared with some of the stepmoms of being jealous of the relationship that I had with my kids. Like some of the things she really loved about me as a dad, she soon, it really bothered her yeah. later, you know? Yeah. And so I think, I think for us, it's, um, you know, we, there are two things that we think there are so critical to a, for a, without these two things, a blended family cannot survive. One is your your love for each other, that your marriage has to be rock solid. And if you don't commit to that and you don't work on that, then those kids, I mean, they will tear you apart in time with their behavior, not, un not intentionally, but just right. with behaviors. And most important is just having Jesus at the center. Yeah. And the greatest example that I had of that was these last 25 years, there's been very few mornings. Olivia gets up much earlier than I do. And when I walked out of the bedroom and she was not there with her Bible open and her journal hmm. and and just putting this family by name, every kid, right. you know, every issue uh, right in front of Jesus. And I just tell people, you know, if you have a strong relationship with the Lord and you have a great relationship with your spouse you've got a great chance to to blend a great right. family so two follow-up questions to that so i wish we could wheel the cameras around and put a microphone in front of olivia's yeah. face because she's sitting like right she's the heart of it all i know so like i would like i'd like to ask her this question but i'm gonna ask you this question yeah. mm -hmm. um, on behalf she is by the way getting ready to release a book a mm -hmm. hundred days of devotionals or a hundred tell me exactly what this yeah. is for stepmoms it's a hundred day devotional guide so it, it'll be like 100 days of devotions written directly to step families step families yeah. and from a stepmom and it's uh yeah it with the manuscripts done it'll be released this fall and it's it's rich yeah. it's exciting you'll be able to find all that on blendednotbroken.org so first time chris grabs hot pocket and goes mm -hmm. so two questions yeah. um do you get on chris about that or do you get on olivia about that so that would be yeah First question. Second question, when you shouldn't have been yelling at her kids, your kids. I'll, yeah. I'll say it both ways. Yeah. Um, when does she come and have permission, and how does it work correctly to say, without causing tension and friction between you two, hey, let me help you understand how to mm -hmm. do a better job accomplishing what you're trying to accomplish in the life of these kids that I've been raising yeah. as a single mom for so long? Great questions. Um, I got onto both of them. <laughs> you know, I was, well, of course, you know, you, you know, the, the whole idea of, uh, you ever been in church and you're, uh, and there's a low attendance and the pastor complained about the people that weren't there to the people that did come. Yes. I try, I've always tried to remember that and not gripe at somebody who's not in front right, of me, right, you know? Right. And unfortunately she's in front of me. And, you know, Olivia has just a, an amazing, uh, tender, compassionate, peacemaking heart. 
And so in a lot of ways, I think she was made to be a stepmom. Mm. I really do because of just her, the tenderness and the patience that she can show with the kids. And I think I learned so much, you know, watching her, but but I think even in those moments, this is very early in our marriage. You know, we didn't have a lot of history. Um, you know, we only knew each other four months before we got married. You know, and we don't recommend that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's how it went. It right. went down for us. But, but um, you know, I think I really, um, you know, you know, it was a hard conversation even then. And then I get. You know, and with Chris, I don't remember really getting after him as much as, uh, hey, when you come home, let's try to right. try to do this. And, right. And, but his whole life was disrupted. Right. And I was thinking right. about my life, right. of my yeah. rules yes. and things. I think what, I didn't learn it that day, but what we've learned over time is when it comes to things like discipline or of children and things, it's got to be the biological parent, not the step parent that really leads that. And uh, we went through a lot of experiences and failures at that. But when we got aligned on the fact that of like, if it was one of my boys that was acting out, I'm the one that needed to really deal with that correction and and, uh, you know, we didn't have it figured out in year one by any right. means. And, and likewise with, uh, uh, sometimes her boys would be going like this. Right. And I would jump in and they would just like, they turn yeah. on me like, <laughs> yeah. like that. wait a minute. Yeah. Now they're, uh, they're like four, 40, uh, 40 and 37 today. I just had this conversation with one of them and, you know, cause they'd get in like, they, they just get into knuckle fist fights. Right. And I, I try to say, Hey boys, you know, and, but they forget what they were fighting about and, and come after you. And it yeah. was such a picture of biology is right. that, you know, because I think if it was their mom that does that, there's a different reaction. So, right. so we teach that about, you know, the role of the bio, the role the biological parent plays in the health of the home, you know, because it's so, so key. So one clarifying question from that, do the, does the new blended parent come up with the parenting strategy together that the biological parent enforces? Or do you parent your biological kids the way you want to? Olivia parents her biological kids the way she wants to. Does there have to be a, this is our plan that we enforce with our biological kids? Or is there chaos if yeah. you parent different kids differently? Well, that sounds awesome. You know, to sit down and say, hey, we're going to plan this out. But then right. but then we have different personalities. We right. have different. I think we found our rhythm together right. by trusting each other. That's good freedom. With, yeah, that's with who we are. Great but advice. I, I'm a, I don't want to sound cynical, but I just think sometimes we can make all those plans. And, uh, but life inter, inter, yeah. intersects with it. Yeah. And, you know, I... I remember a, an experience of Olivia's son, you know, when he was not happy, he would threaten her that he wanted to go live with his dad. And that was just painful for her. And I remember, uh, and this was one of the exceptions when I sat down with him and just said, listen, if you want to go, he was old enough to make that choice and you can, and we don't think that's good for you. Um, but you can't threaten to right. go anymore because it's just too painful for your mom. Right. 
And I remember he was probably 14 years old at the time. And uh, we walked out on my little study and he walked down to his mom. He said, Tim and I had a man-to-man talk. (laughs) I kind of felt we were one man short in that talk. But, uh, you know, but you know what? I'll tell you to this day, that was well over 20 years ago. Yeah. To this day, he and I had a different relationship from that moment. So I think there's those moments when God has placed you in that child's life, even if you're the step parent. Bring the assist. Yeah. Yeah. But by practice, it's just healthier, I think. Can I add one little thing? Yeah, absolutely. That part as somebody who had no biological kids adding into a home where there's four kids already there. So um, I didn't know my role. I didn't know where my voice counted. And that does take time. So I'll give myself a little grace there. But where I thought I was sly is I would be like, Mark, will you tell Dylan instead of putting his dishes in the sink to put them in the dishwasher? And I would go through Mark. Mm -hmm. Like it was constantly. And one day Dylan goes, Dad, tell Christy to tell me what to do. I got it. (laughs) And I think what that shows you that over time. Yeah. And now I do agree with the big like discipline things. I wasn't just disciplining his kids. But I do have to have a voice in my own home when things aren't perfect and it's just us in the house. I have to be able to say something. And that was just a little thing. Like I just kept asking him to ask the kids to do something. And and Dylan's always been that way. And he's the one boy. There's three girls, one boy. And he just like would level with me. But we were very similar people. And he, I think in the end to this day, he respects my voice in his life. And that's very earned when you're not their biological parent. How old was he when you guys got married? 15. So he was on the older end. Yeah. So he he was either 14 or 15. So very fun ages, you know, to just jump in and and be a step parent. (laughs) But I always remember that. And I tell that to people maybe more than I say anything else because it is a, a navigating the where your voice kind yeah. of lands, but as you earn it, and that's why I talk all the time about what it looks like to pursue each kid individually, right. because my voice with Dylan sounds very different than my voice with Libby, yeah. because she was way more, she was the most resistant to me. So I had an avenue with Dylan and Leanne really quick. They, they loved me in the house. They loved their dad happy, all of that kind of stuff. I had to earn it with those older two a little right. bit. A little bit more. Um, So I'm coming to you with a question, Tim. I have not heard, but I think it's incredible wisdom for incredible freedom. So I just want to repeat it. That you can have different parenting styles within the same house if you trust one another. Mm -hmm. Like that is just so huge for, yeah, letting letting the peace of the home ultimately settle on the trust that Mm -hmm. a husband and a wife have regardless of what's happening down low. Really, really love that. Yeah. And that didn't happen fast, you know? Um, I mean, Olivia and I have had a lot of, I mean, even in our marriage, we've had some bumps along the way and uh, in our, uh, over our journey. But in that process, I think you have to learn that you have to have that, that trust. Yeah, Yeah. Trust is big. And, and I was traveling a lot too. I was, I, I've, I've had a, I've had a role in in my career where I've been away from home. Right. So for much of that time as the stepmom, I was not always physically present when those issues were right and were coming up. And uh, you know, I look at my two boys and Christy and you know, I, I feel their stepmom saved them. 
Right. I really do. That's I good. Mean, it's it's a it's a beautiful story. Yeah. So, Christy, you are a stepmom. I want you to speak um, to to the parents for the kids. So I want you to be the voice of the kids. What did they do, or what do the kids need to understand? To help the kids understand how important marriage does has to be have to be not that I now love your mom more I love your dad more but my marriage has to be my priority because when you guys grow up and move on and we pray you do mm-hmm. we're we're still together what did you see as a child that let you know how committed your dad was to Olivia that you could not drive a wedge between them um, you've already talked a little bit about what you and Mark have tried to do through mm-hmm. dating. But what would you tell parents to lovingly let their kids know how important their marriage is and that they have they have to focus on that and that the kids are not allowed to get in between them? Right. Um, I I think one, it's it, it does go back to just modeling what you want them to see. So in a lot of blended families, I mean most likely on both sides, they've experienced divorce. Sometimes right. it's death, right. but they've experienced divorce and they know what that looks like. Right. So you want to be able to give them just a different picture, a healthy picture. I think just communicating, just talking about the things that need to be talked about that sometimes we can like hide away from. And I think that's something I really learned in being married to Mark in the beginning is just verbalizing kids they're already taking on the hard stuff right so they can take on that too you know they can take on like we this is what we would want for you guys we're going to model this for you um i think that in growing up with my dad and olivia um i think we were all at least old enough where they established their own kind of rhythms too um and let us see that i just think it's that being them being able to see something different than they saw right you know kind of in that first round um and that they can just handle a lot i think i think that's mostly what it is um for me i well so long ago i it's hard to remember exactly you know what my dad and olivia did but i know that they had their own special thing Hmm. and we knew that they were committed to each other and i even remember um i don't know if I knew right when it was happening but when I got a little bit older I think probably maybe even when I was struggling in just being a step parent that Olivia like even shared that they had counseling and mm-hmm. she had her own individual counseling because that was something that was needed so that their marriage was and it wasn't even all the time the stuff that they were dealing with but like when you become um, a step parent and you become a blended family, things rise up, you know, that right. maybe happened in your own growing up and you right. might've grown up in a home like that. And right. it was very unhealthy. And so like, if Olivia was sitting here, she had a very unhealthy um, stepmom that was absolutely horrible to her. So there were things when they got married that she wanted to make sure she addressed because right. she wanted to turn the table on that. You right. know, she wasn't going to follow in those footsteps and she let us in on some of that at the right time, the right kid at the right time. Right. And I think that's really important just to level that authenticity in general is important, but your kids need that too. Yeah. And I think all of that together makes something really special for that. Guys, I'm super grateful for the discussion. I wish 
I wish we had so much more time, but most people are to work by now and they don't turn it on (laughs) on the way home. Uh, But I'm going to allow you to each have a final word. Mm -hmm. Mine's going to be a specific question for you. Um, Blendednotbroken.org is the website to get more content. I hope you will go there um, and find the resources. For those of you who are in town, uh, in the fall of 2023, we'll be launching another website. discipleship class for blended families that we would love for you to be a part of. You'll be able to find more information about that on our website, takethejourney.cc, as we get close. Christy, the last thing you would want a blended family to know mm-hmm. before we close this podcast today? I think if a stepmom or a stepdad was sitting right here with us, I would speak from my role as a stepdaughter in what mm-hmm. I gained from having a stepmom, even though I did not want to have a stepmom. I made my dad's dating life really hard for a lot of people, (laughs) like slamming doors in their face when they come over for dinner. I'm like next level. Um, But because she poured, yeah, actually, yeah, (laughs) she she poured so much into us, and I'm better because of her. I would say, as a stepdaughter, invest in me, Mm. believe in me, see me, love me, even when I resist you, because it's worth it. And I need it, even though I don't know I need it. Right. So when they're 10, they're 12, they're 14, they're resisting. But what I have with Lexi, Libby, Dylan, and Leanne from 23 to 30, the fruit started from 10 to 16. And what I have with, I had mentioned what Libby and I were, it was resistant there in the beginning. Like I told somebody in the group the other night, we would be good. And then she'd go to school and come back and we weren't good. And I'm like, Oh, I got to start over. You know, there's just weird stuff that is happening in their life. And it's usually actually not about you. Hmm. They just need somebody Hmm. to believe in them and love them. And so you can, some people don't like the term stepmom. I'm like, I am a stepmom is fine, but you are another person in their life to love them and support them and cheer them on and lead them to Jesus and all of those things. And that really matters. And I want people to find hope in that and believe that they can be that even if they're in the first year and you're like, there's no chance that's ever happening. I'm, I'm seeing the fruit of that. And I am the fruit of that for my own stepmom. I love it. Tim, your final word, you said before we started, blended families don't have to live in a blender. (laughs) <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> okay. Well, I think there's a concept of blending and there's a concept of a blender. Right. And because of the uh, crazy um, different personalities and and unique conflicts, sometimes we just want to put them in a blender and, you know, and it's rough edges right. and it's right. it's hard and it's messy. Right. Versus just having um, patience and trusting time because you know what Christy just said, what she has with her stepkids today, what Olivia has with my kids, what I have with her kids. It didn't happen. There's no, there, there's no shortcut to that. And, right. and the blending is like a, it's like, you know, I'm not a chef, but I'm kind of married to one. And so <laughs> who just is like, uh, you know, uh, Olivia is uh, of Lebanese uh, heritage, but they're like very Italian. I mean, when it gets to food, it's oh, they can just go on and on about food, and and so I've I've paid attention to that over the years. And it's like in blending, you know, it's just a little bit of this and a little dose of that, and 
you don't go for the home run every single right. conversation. And over time, you know, you see this, uh, that that's blending to me is just the, right. the, the, putting the little bit of the ingredients in yeah. just as they're needed, not just shoving it in there. Right. You know. Without crushing it and ruining yeah. the distinction of yeah. every single member. Yeah. You, yeah, you figure out how to. And that's it. where you it's see important. lives that do get destructive and you see second and third and right. fourth marriages right. and the, you know, um, and, and that the, the blending is such a delicate process and, and if you if you are patient and don't you're not always going to get the big win on, right. on every one of those moments. But right. there's something about that the long term relationship building that you do with a child, and especially a stepchild that can show itself. You know we're we're down the road now, and it's uh, like I would never have done this when we had the kids, cause I don't think we could have stood up to the training right. Know, cause, uh, right. cause it may look good, man, but it was not always pretty at home. And, right. uh, and now, you know, we look back, we look at where the, we see the kids and they're having their own families and, uh, some of that journey. And it was only time and consistency and patience that really got us there. And Jesus. And Jesus. Yeah. Well, I am grateful not only for your time on the podcast, I'm grateful you, have decided to take your story and share it by creating resources uh, for people. This has been one of my favorite podcasts uh, ever. For those of you who've been watching with us or listening with us, I want to tell you how I am going to use this podcast. Uh, this is going to be a resource for me. I will remember this one. I will tag it. Uh, and when I have those conversations with the blended families in my life, I won't force it on any of them, but I will remember where it is um, and when it is necessary. Uh, when I get the questions, when I get the complaints, when I get the prayer request, I will just slip this over to them and say, hey, when you get the time, give this a listen, give this a watch. Um, I hope you will take time uh, on the blendednotbroken.org website. Learn some more resources for those of you who are blended families. I pray this has been really, really helpful for those of us who do know blended families. Uh, now we know a place uh, and a set of resources that can be helpful. So uh, wherever you're listening today, we'd love for you to rate and review this podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, just give us a little thumbs up um, if this has been useful to you. Uh, and we look forward next month to dropping another podcast on the Activate platform where we develop you, we uh, challenge you to develop a faith that is active. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Activate. We would love for you to join us in person for one of our weekly worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. Help us get the word out about this resource. You can do so by subscribing, reviewing, and sharing this episode on your favorite social media platform. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.